Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast presented by The Broken Anchor with Andy and Cap. You know me, I'm Cap. You know him, he's Andy. Andy, it's shootout week. What else more needs to be said? There's really nothing else because, you know, this is the week. The, like, the moment we've been waiting for ever since last December. Like, yep, we wait the, for this moment every single year. This is what we live and breathe outside of March Madness. This is it. Well, I guess more will be said because you can probably look at, at, at the podcast. There's like an hour left. Uh, <laughs> so we're full of shit. But this is the game, Andy. This is the event for the city. Uh, the biggest game in the city all year. It shuts it down. Uh, aside from, from March Madness, Andy, this is the game for me on the calendar. I mean, anyone that wants to diminish how significant the shootout is is full of shit. It means a ton to both fan bases. This is the game. Bragging rights all year. This is the one, Andy. This is why it's talked about 365 days a year. This is why it's the nastiest rivalry in all of college basketball. And this is why it's the game that shuts down the whole city. Now, there's no other rivalry that goes 365 days a year. It is nonstop. Whether they're talking, we're talking about, you know, the fact that they haven't done shit since the 60s, the fact that we don't have a football team, <laughs> but they don't have a salad bowl victory. I love it, it is, man. Like, it is nonstop. We're at each other's throats in July. Do you twirl or cut your three ways? Like – it's, it's all gold, man. Like you said, it's, it's nonstop. I mean, you grew up with it. Everyone, you know, it's like, you know, where'd you go to high school? Are you a Cincinnati or Xavier fan? I mean, it's like, it's a part of your DNA splits up households. And I love it, Andy. I, I love it. I love the bullshit. Like I'm here for, I hate UC fans, but I love how much I hate them. I, I love Mick. I love the McCronin shit. I love Bob Huggins, not shaking Pete Gillen's hand. It's just all gold, man. And so what we had to do, Andy, there has, there's always a tweet, something that's said before the shootout that just pops off. And this year, the tweet came from Marcus Walters. Dropped and, heat. And guess who got him? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we fucking got him. The I'm man sorry. who got the scoop, who got the drama, who brought that drama into reality, the guy that makes UC fans turn on Mick Cronin officially, Marcus fucking Walters. MFW is in the building. We got the guy, the talk of the town, the tweet of the shootout. Marcus Walters is here. We're going to talk to him, break it down. Uh, crazy story, this guy. He's fucking awesome. You'll love it. Uh, we had to do it for shootout week. Andy, I say we waste no more time. Let's get to the steak and potatoes. Let's kick it off, Andy. Let's go. Andy, every time I listen to Andy Mack say 7169, I think nice in my head. So maybe for the next podcast, if we can just throw a nice in there after he says 69, I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, we'll get that recorded. I'll get that for you. Yeah, talk Don't to the producers, see if we can make that happen. Um, run it by Joe first. Andy, it's, a sh- it's shootout week, man. Like, let's fucking go. Um, a couple things around college basketball. Marquette was in an absolute thriller tonight with Wisconsin, getting a marquee win for the Big East. Huge win. That tip in, uh, Carton went to the line. Tied it up, had a chance to win it. He misses. They get the tip in to win the game and to beat 
Andy, just an absolute wonderful fan base of Wisconsin. Um, you hate to see them lose off a of bullshit, uh, you know, block hole down the stretch of a game, but it, it just sucks. Hate to see that. Karma just happens to be a fucking bitch. Um, I feel like I've dated her. She's just a fucking bitch. You know, Edmund Summer was watching that game like son of a fucking bitch. Also, now you call it. Right, now you call that fucking bullshit. I hated that call. I can't lie to you. I hated that fucking call. And it just sucks because both players like fell over. Like, what can you fucking do? I'm not even talking about the Ed Sumner play. I'm talking about the, the play tonight. I was going to say, what sucks most about the Ed Sumner play is the fact that he fucking made the shot. Yeah, that was that was fucking stupid. We're going to leave that game alone. We don't. Andy, just like we, – there's two games we never talk about, Andy. That's one of them, so we're going to leave that alone. Um, and then also Seton Hall's getting absolutely worked. It's almost 11 o'clock. Saturday night, getting absolutely worked by Oregon. Not worked, but they're down 15. Um, so we'll see on Seton Hall. This is kind of what we expected, at least what I expected without Miles Powell. I mean, they're not bad at all. I mean, they took Louisville to the brink at Louisville. Uh, they're not terrible. Seton Hall is not a bad team. Like, I kind of had them thought of as the third or fourth team in the Big East that may have been a little overrating them, may have been a little too high expectations with a lot of question marks. But, I mean, there's still plenty of time to figure it sure. out. Now, Who freaks out over one game against a ranked opponent? At Creighton. Right. Why is he playing at Creighton, by the way? Do you know? Is it, I mean, no what the idea. fuck? Biggie's random ass games? Yeah, I guess. All these biggies fucking random now, games. Um, what, what's unfortunate is the fact that Seton Hall, they probably will figure it out, but they're going to figure it out against all of us. So right, We'll see. They're, they're I, I don't think they're that good, everybody. but they're also not bad. I think they're right there in the middle of the pack, five, six, seven range. And then also Virginia got pushed to the absolute brink again, Andy. My goodness, Virginia got some stuff to figure out, man. But it's just uh, been fun. What do you fun. expect it, with a team that slows down every every possession and they don't allow more points to be scored? Can I just it's say, be close. Like, yeah, I just love to see like Wisconsin lose because I just cannot fucking stand anything about them. They're the fucking worst. They're boring. They're shitty. They all they their whole fucking foundation is built off charges. Like, and that brand of basketball just does not deserve like anything. Like, they deserve to lose for just being boring as shit. It's not fun watching them play. Entire time flopping. We love basketball, Andy. It's an art form, and they shit on that art form by being Wisconsin. They're the worst. Uh, You used to see it all the time, like in high school games in states where there's no shot clock. They play that exact brand of basketball. They just slow everything down and just fucking waste time and hope they like. There was a there was a uh, there was a high school girls high school game, and believe me, I'm not shocked by the scoreline, all but the way it was played. The final score is 13 to six. No comment. And, God, and that's that's exactly what I think about when I see Wisconsin play. <laughs> They're the worst. They just I mean, fucking suck. I don't. How I don't know is why Brad Davison still eligible to play college basketball? Brad Davison's eligible. Ben Stanley's not. Tell me why that's fair. <laughs> and Andy, he's a senior. He could come back again next year. Could you Say imagine? So. Could you fucking imagine if Brad Davidson was playing college basketball in 2022? He's like 28. <laughs> he's been ever fucking ever. He's going he's gonna to take the Drew Knightzel Award. That's going to be the Brad Davidson Award. It's insane how fucking long he's been there. But <laughs> enough. We've talked enough about goddamn Wisconsin. It's shootout week, Andy. Let's get to the shootout. What, what, what are you thinking right now? Like, where's, where's Andy's brain regarding the shootout right now? I just can't wait till we fucking kick their ass. Like, I, I hope that's the case, man. I, hope, I, like, hope that's the I mean, I'm not case. here to guarantee a win because I never guarantee a shootout win. It's the most emotional game mm. of the year. We Everybody gives their best. Like It's, it's everybody's best game. Now, for us, it's our, it's our sixth game. For UC, it's their second game. Major advantage X. 
sure. I don't know why they fucking chose to only play Lipscomb before us. They just make fucking decisions that just don't make any goddamn sense. I mean, they put it on display with their shitty-ass offers. It's like, let's just put on display the fact that we suck at that – at bartering with the like what the fuck are you guys doing i love offer number five offer number five was good offer number five is you know, let's play on an nfl sunday at three o'clock yeah. in the middle of a Bengals game when no one can fucking watch us get our, get our asses kicked shout out i think that thank was classy god. xavier who posted that thank god we took that offer and didn't take offer six which let's play on espn plus uh, <laughs> that shit would have fucking sucked so thank god we took offer five yeah, offer seven was facebook live yeah, I, I've said this. I think I said this to Rick. Like, I would have just loved for Xavier to just keep leading them on. Be like, ah, oh, we're close. You know, let's just let's see what we got. And just see how many offers they could have gotten out of them. <laughs> the fucking the John Brand video is like 15 minutes long. Like, they didn't take oh. offer number 27, so we had to go with a crazy offer. Offer 20, 28. Offer number 28 is we're gonna play seven years of the Centos <laughs> Center and then two games in 2049. Right. Uh, one's at Centos and one's at Fifth Third. We alternate conferences. So we come to the Big East, then you guys come to the American. Like, bro, it just would have been fucking insane. Um, but, but good times. And the shootout's always good times, Andy. It's just great stuff from – and Twitter's been hilarious. From the Marcus Walters tweet, which absolutely went apeshit, which has made my funny – my favorite thing that's – like, the shootout week never disappoints. And um, I, I can't lie to you. This week, or this week, I've definitely felt the void of Mick Cronin because he's just an absolute gold mine. It, it would have, I can't even imagine. We'll, we'll have to spend a whole podcast just talking about what could have been if Mick had been the head coach at UC during the pandemic. Because one, we the game probably doesn't get played. Two, if it was getting played, could you imagine the excuses this week that would have been coming out of Mick Cronin? We've only had one game so far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like we're, not, we're not going to have our fans. Like just, it just would have been. This one where we ranked number one in Ken Palm luck than we have. And he just spirals out of control like with this game. And I just could have seen just – you know, he didn't have fifth third to lean on this year. Like, I just could have imagined just the excuse moat he, was, he would have been building around himself right now. Like, oh, my goodness, it would have been absolute gold. Um, so, it just it, – it shames me that, you know, some alternate universe gets to experience that and we don't. Um, <laughs> I, I envy them a lot. Uh, but it's, it's just great, man. And, um, unfortunately, we have two head coaches right now that are, like, much less entertaining. Because, like, Mac, dude, like, you saw that video today where he's like, the story of the game is we got our asses – kicked on the glass yes. like say what you will about mac man but like he's entertaining as fuck he always brings the fire he's got great personality and i, and I love coach Steele. and as long as he wins ball games like i could give a fuck about your personality right. um but at, at the same time they added a lot of juice i mean mac and cronin were about as good of a xavier uc coach matchup as there's ever been in the shootout we got trolls and and just excuses it was from. perfect. I mean, Mac was unapologetic, and it was awesome. Like the six foot four guy versus like the five foot six guy. Like, and Mac would just like own it, and Cronin was just like the classic excuse maker. Like they were great against each other, and it was awesome. Like Mac was the Mac was the perfect guy to counter Cronin, like the confident, like cocky kind of guy to counter like the insecure, like excuse making <laughs> little man shit. syndrome. Yeah, like they were great for each other, and uh, I'm sure that Steele and um, I mean, Mac wasn't the guy he was his first few years in Xavier at all. His, his personality came like crazy. His ego, you know, obviously got a lot bigger. So I'm sure we'll see Steele and, and Brandon get a lot more loud and the, the egos are going to get bigger as they win more games and all that kind of shit. And they're there longer in that position and people blow smoke up their butts. You know how it is with people in power. They get cocky and weird. Um, <laughs> look at Kanye West. Uh, but people just get weird with power. 
it's like that quote, man, you've gone mad with power. It's like, yeah, if you tried going mad without power, it's boring. <laughs> no one listens to you <laughs> from the Simpsons movie. But anyway, back on the, I'm back on the rails here. It's just, it's always fun. Marcus Walters went crazy. You have Zave, you have UC fans in Marcus Walters fucking replies talking shit about Mick Cronin. It's awesome, dude. You have this skyline account, uh, tagging the wrong John Brandon, <laughs> tagging fake John Brandon with three ends. <laughs> It's, you it can't is like write just this a great day for Cap Industries. Every year, dude. Yeah, that was a big day for the brand. I mean, I did not think Xavier MVB was going to become a, a CapEx burner. I didn't think I'd see that day. I mean, I knew I was taking the world by storm with my burner accounts and Cap Industries. And thank you, Andy, for your work behind the scenes as well with Cap Industries. Uh, I knew we were taking over the world, like prestige worldwide, but I didn't think we were going to get the official Xavier. You got account. the official Xavier men's basketball <laughs> sweater on fold. our side, along with the joke in the fold um but enough enough bullshit um at least for this second i'm sure we'll be back on bullshit in like five minutes let's actually talk about the game andy um i i can't lie to you i mean obviously we're both biased but it's hard not to like xavier's chances um i think that uc gets a bit of a bump for being at home but how much do you think um that home court advantage and i put that in quotes uh is going to have an impact in this game um so the home field the home court advantage is going to be one thing and one thing only the ceiling which is also the roof and the rims. Like there's really, I, not I think there's a little more else. to it, but, but like, I think enough what, of it, what else, though? Like, the it might be just pride, man. Like there's a pride factor of defending your home court. Like I've heard it said multiple times, like, you know, when we come home in the shootout, like that's our spot, dude. Like you do not lose at home in the shootout. Like that's a, that is embarrassing losing at home in the shootout. Fucking embarrassing. I think there it will be a pride factor. To Colgate. And I think you do – well, I mean, it's not the shootout, though. It's not your city in your own home – in your own arena. I do think the players do take pride in defending their home, uh, especially in the shootout, Andy. Um, and I think also, too, I think you see a bump just off the team that lost last year. Like, no one wants to lose that game two fucking years in a row. Like, I would argue, you know, just, you know, as – you know, I almost said as a competitor. But, you know, when I, when I played sports, I think that losing sucks more than winning feels good. Losing – sucks losing does suck especially in that kind of a game like if you lost last year you want to do anything you can to not feel that way again so i do think there is some juice to defending your home court one and then also trying not to lose two in a row there there probably is but that doesn't outweigh talent no not even a little bit i i will give like you see like a uh if if like i will i'll say like for me like the jason odds like the vegas odds i would give you see like a point and a half for being at home advantage um it, so advantage you see a point and a half for being at home that's all i'll give them normally i think you'd get like a two and a half three i would say i got a point and a half as opposed to like a two and a half three points at home that's that's me um just defending your home court putting pride in, in it a little bit of the energy there in the building um i'm sure every every single ticket is going to be a uc fan and then you know just it being your court and familiarity right for sure um and as far as like the players go i mean we own most of the matchups but they do have keith williams who's a damn good player um, he's an athletic freak who can score all over the court. And he played um, really well last year. So I, I'm sure he probably feels confident coming in. And, and two, we don't have Najee Marshall to defend him either. Right. I mean, we have, I mean, Nate Johnson will be a good defender, but he's not Najee Marshall. And that's Najee the Marshall's big question to me is, is who guards, who guards him? You know, because I, I watched him the other night, <laughs> not to brag, I have an ESPN plus membership. Whoa, uh, whoa. <laughs> so I did, I got it to binge the 30 for thirties because they're so good. I mean, I will like, 
take ESPN for what it is. There's things about them all trash. They just dropped the Levitard show um, because they've are just fucking awesome. the 30 for 30s are fucking awesome, dude. So I got it to binge 30 for 30s and I was going to cancel it, but it's good for the, to the end of the month. And I was like, shit, UC's playing Lipscomb. Like I, I, I don't know how many UC games you watch a year. And I think it's funny when UC fans are like, Oh, you watched us play. It's like, we play you in like four days. Like, well, and there's nothing else see, on. We got to watch I, at five o'clock on a Wednesday. Right. Like, what like, am I going to watch? <laughs> Right, like, and you guys play in our city. Like, I'm interested to see how you guys look for the first game of the season. Like, fuck off. Yeah, and I was watching watch two other games at the exact same time. <laughs> and here's <laughs> like, the thing. When I, I, when I tr- I'm a troll. I, I make jokes. <laughs> I have to know what the fuck I'm talking about when I make the jokes. Yeah. And I was interested. You know, we wanted to talk about the game. You want to see a little bit of both sides. But I, and, and Lipscomb, <laughs> Andy, not very impressive. They lost to Tulsane, and they beat, like, Lamar by two. And they were one and one coming into that game at fifth third, and oh, were winning by not good at sports, not good at sports. And they ran some decent stuff, and you got to take into account that it was UC's first game, but it's Lipscomb at home, you know. And that was kind of my thing with like some of the games that Xavier had been in. It's like, yeah, but it's EKU at fucking home. I think Lipscomb was somewhere in the one hundreds in Ken Palm. Don't quote me on that, um, but it didn't look good, and there was no one for you know, Keith Williams was in foul trouble, but Lipscomb led the majority of the game. Andy, they were up nine with like, fuck, six, seven, eight minutes left. I mean, it was a rough look. You see, went on a huge run to win it, but fuck, if they, if I was watching the game, I'd be like, oh, fucking A, we got Xavier next after this shit. Woof. Yeah, I, watching that first half, I mean, one, they are not good at threes. They oh, my God, shoot. zone the fuck out of them. Yeah. Let's make them shoot. shoot. Zone the shit out of that team until they prove they can make a shot. Like, because they clang. No, but, but do whatever works, bro. Right. Win the I damn game. I am like I personally hate playing zone. I don't I don't run it at all when I coach. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't I mind think, it as a change up once in a while. Like Mac used to run that one through one. But yeah. Like, if you play mainly zone, then I think you're weak. Yeah, that's weak but shit, yeah. In that game, zone, zone, zone. They cannot shoot. They don't even look good. People call you soft, who gives a shit? Like they can't fucking shoot. Use it use it to their disadvantage. Right. Yeah, people did it against us last year, and I can't, I can't blame a coach for exploiting our weaknesses. You know what I mean? When if people ran against like, weakness, throw it at them. Make them, yeah, make them play. Zone make the play shit play out of them. But yeah, especially if Keith Williams isn't scoring. I don't know where the scoring comes from. No, because, I mean, oh, they have that, that Czech Republican, Polish, whoever the fuck his name is. Roskanowskis or whatever. Um, the only other Rosky. player that, that I could see them running through is Chris Vogt, and, and that's because you know, he's got a little bit of size on Fremantle. Fremantle wins the athleticism and the toughness there, but Fremantle's not Tyreek Jones. I, no, I do not. think if there's any weaknesses in Fremantle's game, it's on the defensive end and it's rebounding. Uh, and I think that's, and I think votes, I mean, he's not good, but he's decently skilled inside. He's got size. He can yeah. score a little bit. He's nothing scary. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if you get a little bit of extra BG, a little extra BG time on him. Well, see what the way you stop Chris vote is get him away from the block. If yeah. you, t- if you, if you, you can't let him catch you, yeah. and keep him away from that block, then he's, he's useless. He's useless, yeah. I just Absolutely do not think useless. he's good. It, honestly, well, me – I thought he was bad when he was at NKU. He's not good. He was dude. terrible. He's not good. Like, me, if I'm Travis Steele, and I'm telling Fremantle, if Chris Vogt scores more than eight points in this game, you fucked up. He's he should, slow. He has bad mechanics. Fucking foul the dude. He sucks. He's not good. He's not even that strong. Fremantle should body him. And here's the, here's the big reason. And I heard this being discussed on, on uh, the Skinny podcast with Richard Skinner and Rick Browning, which is an awesome podcast, by the way. Um, they were talking about who the best players are in this game. 
And the first two off the board was Avery players. And I think it's correct. Chris, uh, I think it's Paul Scruggs. I think it's Zach Fremantle. And then it's probably Keith Williams. But if you're a UC fan, like, I just don't know how you think you win this matchup. I mean, I don't think your team's as skilled. You've played four less games. I mean, I just don't see where the advantage comes from. And then all of Xavier's best players are nightmare, are nightmare, are nightmare matchups, you know, for this UC team. Who the fuck guards Fremantle on Cincinnati? No, I, 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 see, I see zero. I see zero matchups where uh, I, maybe uh, that what is that number 13 dude. He's a long I, he's athletic. athletic as fuck. Um, but I just he's a good player. But Fremantle does so much to get away from the basket, and I just don't think any. I mean, Fremantle's shooting from three like it's yeah. He's shooting the cover off the ball. And another big matchup, I think that um, Xavier's really going to need to um, step up on is the four spot. I, obviously, if we had Ben Stanley, which if they could just vote on that. Making all waivers, um, clearing all waivers, that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, but I highly doubt it's going to happen, which means Jason Carter's role is going to be vital. Because let me tell you, if Vucevic, whatever the fuck his name is. I think it's Ravanaskis. Ravanaskis. All right, John Rostein. Um, <laughs> Ron Jostein. That's – so we know who, who we're talking about. He's good. He's a good player. He can really finish on the inside. Um, he's really creative and crafty with the basketball too. Didn't look good against Lipscomb, but he might be good. He didn't I, look I good against Lipscomb. He looked pretty he, good to me. Did he? Yeah, he did. Um, he used, used his body really well. He um, finished through contact. I, I think he might be a problem. Um, Gary Clark? Not Gary Clark. <laughs> no, definitely not Gary Clark. Um, I, I just think that – I think Carter handles him, man. Like everything that Carter does – Maybe on Carter the defensive does, end, but – Carter, but Carter's suited to handle that. The, the matchup that UC has to win, in my opinion, they lose this game, is Keith Williams. If Keith Williams doesn't get the better of Xavier, I don't see any way UC wins this game. But that is a tough matchup for Xavier, though. Who the hell guards Keith Williams? Do you put Paul Scruggs on him? I think Paul Scruggs can guard him, but I don't think Paul Scruggs plays more than 25 minutes without fouling out if he's guarding. That's, that's the thing. Like, I think Scruggs can guard him with his length, but he has to use his length and use his feet rather right. than using his hip. So, um, do you put, a, like, a lesser defender on him? Do you put Nate Johnson on him? And I put run Nate the Johnson on him. A guy's never played in the shootout. I mean, it's a strategy. I put Nate Johnson on him. Now, there's like, also now the curveball of will Xavier players be eligible with the new If with Colby new is eligible, Colby's see. on him for 35 minutes. Yeah, it, it, exactly. If Colby plays, that's his sole job. You guard Keith Williams. I don't care if you score a point, but if you, if you shut Keith Williams down or hold him to less than 12, you win. That, <laughs> in my opinion, who the hell else – kills you on that team it's no one now i will say micah adams woods is a bucket getter he was the one uh um like he yeah, he's, he's decent he he had that sh- he had the shot right before the half like yeah he's and good. He, he, he is good he is a guy he's i think he's their go-to guy if they need a bucket like right here right now like to stop a run sure um because everybody's gonna be keen on keith i think micah adams woods is their guy to really go and get a bucket when they need it Oh, um, I just don't. I I just think if if you shut down I Keith th- Williams, I just can't see how UC wins this game. I think Dwan might own that. Uh, might win that defensive battle. Uh, They're gonna have to bring their lunch pail. I think that's one way they can exploit Xavier, is the point guard spot because that is definitely a weakness from for Xavier for sure. They talked about this on. Um, Rick was talking about this today. If you can make Dwan look like a freshman, we don't really have a backup point guard. We don't, know? and there's a reason. There's a reason he's the starter. One, I think he's ready, and two, we don't have anybody else now. Yep. Um. If we did have anybody else, have someone else, I still think Dwan starts. That's 
That's because I think Dwan is ready. He can fulfill this role. But if we, if he, because he's going to have some freshman games. If this happens to be a freshman game, we don't have anybody else to relieve him. Where in the Kiki's, past, Kiki's had, your next option, and Kiki yeah. just hasn't proven to be a, a reliable point guard. He's, he's just not a point guard right now. Like, it's going to be interesting to see what, see what happens, man. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, so I think it's, I think it comes down to Keith Williams for UC. And I think if you're Xavier, you just need, you need your guys that are mismatch problems, we have mismatch problems. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to. I think if, uh, I think if you're Xavier, you feel good, but I've watched every Xavier game. Uh, I don't think you can feel great at all. I mean, there has there been a Xavier game we felt confident about? Like the first three Two minutes of, of Bradley? Two of them, but not against a good team, no. Well, I have, I have, did we, we didn't feel, I didn't feel like super comfortable going into Oakland because like, it's our first game of the year. And then all oh, of a you're going we, into it? Yeah. I thought we were going we to fuck Oakland up. I didn't um, think we'd fuck about that bad, and I didn't think not nah, uh, that bad. Of course not. Um, and I, I, I thought we, I felt good going into our last game just because they were so bad, sub three hundred Ken Palm team, right? Um, and I, I felt good going into the Bradley game because I didn't know that we were gonna just completely lay an egg. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, no. Um, so I, I, I guess you're right in that regard. But there's just no way if you're a Xavier, a Xavier fan, or whatever pro- like perspective you come from, even a coach or anything, you can't feel great. The Xavier team has not lit the world on fire. I mean, I, I would pick us over UC right now. Um, we've played more games. I think our team's genuinely better, and we're more together, and we have more weapons. But uh, you can't be like, oh yeah, Xavier by 15, easy, take it to the bank. I, there's just yeah. no way you can say that. I have us by seven. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And I think that I mean, that may come down to free throws at the end. I, I'm I'm going 69-64, Muskies. Um, Got to do it. Got to do it. For the brand. For, for the, the brand, culture. of course. I do think Xavier wins. I, I just think there's more more routes to victory. But it wouldn't shock me at all if UC takes this thing. Not even a little bit. Would not, not me. shock me at all. I mean, Xavier's got one guy that's that knows this that knows this <laughs> game. Uh, you know, Fremantle and Kiki played in it last year. Uh, Dwan uh, Odom they're, attended. They're aware it. of it. Dwan Odom attended it in person, but. You have no one that's been – you have no one else that's been a factor in a shootout other than Paul Scruggs. And kind of the same thing on UC side. I mean, you know, Adams Woods played a decent role in it last year. Um, but Keith Williams is the only guy over there too, pretty much. I mean, Vote played a role too, I guess. But um, it's essentially, you know, you got Scruggs for Xavier. You got Williams for UC that know the, the, multi, the, you know, the magnitude of this game. Um, but I think Xavier has more weapons. I mean, uh, Fremantle's on another planet as far as who, who he is as a player. And you have Kiki Tandy. But it would not shock me at all if Kiki is a, is a no-show at all. Would not surprise me at all if Kiki can't play in this game because he doesn't want to defend. And, and Steele can't keep him on the floor. And that, that, that's, what's really gonna, that's what's going to keep um, Kiki on the floor is at least being an effective defender. Because he's there for his offense, obviously. Or just not a cardboard cutout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can't be a space cadet. I mean, he just takes plays off, and there's just no excuse for that. And in the shootout, that you'll get killed. You don't. You have to be mentally engaged. I don't care who you're. I don't care who you're playing. If you're letting them just drive inside, and, and that's exactly what you see wants to do. Um, so yeah, I could see a game where Kiki doesn't play. But I think if Kiki plays and he's engaged, <clears throat> he's gonna hit shots. He's just too good of a shooter not to. If, if Kiki could have a terrible day and he takes 10, 10 even halfway decent looks, he's gonna make at least three or four. Right, so and he, I think, he'll and get that's at least a, eight to ten points. And that's a difference maker. You know what I mean? Like, if Kiki shoots, that's a huge difference maker because UC just doesn't have those guys unless someone shoots out of their mind, which I just don't see happening. But um, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a fun one. I, I, I don't think either side can feel great, which makes it fun. Um, there's no huge favorite, I don't feel like, either way. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a blast. And, and it's always a fun way game. Way more fun if our muskies roll. <laughs> and it is going to be a lot more fun um, during – 
and after the game if and really for the next fucking year Monday if, would suck if we lose <laughs> Dude. Work next week would suck. Honestly, like my life for the next year would suck if we lose. <laughs> it's just such I a big do opportunity. Not handle shootout losses very well. No, it's just such a big opportunity too. Like it would just be, it would be shitty for all this funny bullshit to have happened just to squander it and lose. Like, right, like it would just be like such a huge wasted opportunity. We've owned Twitter for the honestly for the big part of the past. Mm-hmm. Um and we've owned Twitter pre-shootout. We have to win the shootout or yeah. else. I can't lie to you. I don't feel great about it. Like, I, I think we're going to win, but how can you feel great about the shootout? I never feel great about a shootout. Never. Yeah. This one's different, though. Like, I feel like if, if this was a Trey team, like, I'd be like, okay, we're going to run this, dude. Like, there's no – they have no fans. Like, if this was, like, Trayvon junior year where he went off, like, we would have won that game if this was this, if this was the year. Pretty right. handily, probably. Um, the energy was just insane. I, that can just put you on another planet. Like that kind of energy, it's just wild. And especially for a team like you see that thrives off of that bully ball, getting rebounds and, and defending and just bullying people. Like that energy has even a, a greater impact. I feel like. Um, but I don't know. It, it's going to be fun. It, it just feels like a huge opportunity for Xavier here, um, especially when you're going back to Centos next year. <laughs> like for probably, I, I mean a decently normal fan base you would think right. big opportunity but yeah it, it's gonna be fun it always is and i'm nervous i'm excited i'm hype i can't wait hey it's it's it honestly snuck up on me the fact that we're already here at shootout time like because well, yeah, it, it's like our 10th or 12th game right and it being the sixth game of the year is weird i can't imagine being your second game man that would suck imagine that being us nope could, couldn't be us we're not fucking not. stupid could not it just does not seem like a smart move. I don't understand why you do that. I just don't. And if they win the game, you can't argue about that. But I just to me it makes no logical sense. They looked really flat against Lipscomb. Like yeah, that I mean, is they, not they a game. Took over Lipscomb at the end, which I mean you should. So they won ugly the like like you like you would want to, but they didn't defend the three well and they didn't make the three. They can't give up that kind of a lead to Xavier. No. They'll be in massive. Tra- you can't just run train like that for the last seven minutes on next team that is is defensively capable as Xavier is. There's just no way with with the with the scores. Sometimes when UC goes down like ten, I feel like they're down like twenty. With the way they, they just, can't, they just don't have offense. Uh, but we'll see. But uh, with I mean, the big team, absolutely. With a Brandon team, they like Brandon does There's run a quicker more, offense. But they, this team, but and I'm not even talking about the coaching. I'm just talking about the guys. Yeah, like they they. They don't have the type of offensive skills that you need to come And it's back. still super early in the season, so I don't even know if we know who anybody really is yet at this point in the season. Um, but I just don't look at that roster. I'm not, like, scared of any of those scorers. I don't know who scores if it's not Keith Williams. Vote's going to get a couple bullshit buckets. That Avnaskis dude might get a few. DeJoyce might hit a three. Adams Woods might hit a few shots. But no one is like, oh, shit. Like, they don't have a Kiki Tandy. Like. No. If I'm them and I'm like, fuck, dude, like we gotta guard that fucking guy. If I'm them, I'm looking at Fremantle and I'm like, fuck, who the fuck? If Kiki goes off, then man, we are in for a fun one. Oh, if Kiki goes off and we have our eyes open on defense, I don't see how we lose. Because Fremantle's gonna get his buckets, Scruggs is gonna show up as long as he doesn't foul out. There's just and that's the thing. That's the reason I would take Xavier. There's just way more many, way more past a victory for Xavier than for UC. Um but yeah, man, we're going to keep talking in circles, but I just can't fucking wait. <laughs> the energy hit me today like a freight train, 
I'm just ready to fucking – I'm ready for it to be Sunday. I'm pissed that it's Sunday, by the way. That fucking sucks. During an NFL game. There's going to be way too much going on. Red zone on one channel and the shootout on the other channel. What oh, the there's fuck? no football in my house the entire time. No. Nope, yeah. Not I mean, I'm, I'm not going to look at the other on. TV. It, it, I'm going to be completely zoned in. It just sucks because, like, football Sunday – so every football Sunday is a holiday for me, you know? Like, every football Sunday you get – And then <laughs> – stupid like fantasy like this is like the weekend at least for me a lot of my fantasy playoffs are being decided i'm like one game out from making the playoffs like i gotta win this week dude me and you are battling for the one seed in our league i know bro yeah dude our teams are head to head for real yeah head to head we are tied at nine and three for the one seed this week it's gonna be lit bro like i, I can't wait but it just sucks like dude play it on a goddamn saturday but i guess if you lose on a saturday it ruins the whole weekend but um but if you win it you know your whole weekend's lit it, I, I just love football sundays love being able just to compartmentalize things but um so it goes but we're gonna get the shootout it's not on espn plus that's a win um getting it at all is a win and i'm just glad it's able to be played but let's go baby roll blob roll blob baby like we are we're ready Xavier fans, we're in for a fun one. I can feel it, and believe me, keep an eye out. One, like after after we win this game, keep an eye out. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> back pocket, baby. Up one, one's up the sleeve. Speaking of up the sleeve, Andy, we got the guy in the building. MFW, Marcus fucking Walters. I mean, <laughs> you know the name, you know the legend. You are. Yeah. He doesn't need an introduction. You know exactly what we're talking about. The man that needs no introduction might as well get two. Marcus fucking Walters. I'm not puffed a magic dragon. I didn't throw any magic dust. Roll blob listeners, it's shootout week. We got you a treat. The man with the tweet of shootout week, Marcus freaking Walters. Marcus, how we doing? Hey, uh, Jason. Hey, Andy. It's uh, great to be on the podcast. Marcus, it's a pleasure to have you. I think I speak for me and Andy there. Marcus, you have the tweet of the shootout, easily the one that blew up the most, the retweet from Xavier Basketball, multiple verifieds. Is this a, a big stepping point in your career? Uh, you know, it, it really is. It's, uh, it's been a tough uh, last uh, few months uh, for me just uh, as an independent uh, journalist and reporter. So, uh, you know, to get the feedback from a bunch of uh, UC fans and Xavier fans has just been uh, really big for me. Uh, like, t- tell me how, like, you, know, you said it's been a couple, a rough couple of months. Like, why, why is that? Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's tough as a convicted felon. So uh, finding work has been tough. Uh, with the pandemic, it's made it uh, twice as tough. Um, so it's, uh, it's nice to finally have a, a place to be able to uh, report and, uh, you know, just for people to finally appreciate it. Marcus, I love your story. This is the land of second chances. Uh, if you don't mind, maybe just giving us a little bit on your background, um, you know, where you went to school, um, what you did uh, to get convicted there. Marcus, I don't need to laugh about that because crime is not funny. Um, yeah, sometimes kind of just give us a little is. bit on your background, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, I studied uh, telecommunications at uh, UMass. Uh, so I'm a minute man uh, in more ways than one. So... Uh, after graduating UMass, uh, I kind of bounced around some local uh, newspapers and news stations covering sports and sports-related things. And uh, then, uh, you know, some things went wrong. And next thing you know, you find yourself uh, in prison for conspiracy so uh, and attempted murder, which uh, is a lot different than murder. Attempted murder, uh, 
I mean, I failed at it, so I didn't do it. So I pled guilty, uh, not guilty rather. And uh, yeah, but I ended up in jail, but uh, you know, I'm out now. How long were you in the clink, if you don't mind me asking, Marcus? Uh, I lost track of time, but uh, I, around four years. <laughs> well, you, you did hard time. You, you, you paid your debt to society, and, and now it's good to have you back, Marcus. I think I speak for all of us. Marcus, how did you get that scoop, and how did you get in there with Mick Cronin? I mean, tons of verified. It's, it's obviously a tough, saturated space, the media market. How does Marcus Walters get through and get the scoop of the shootout? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, I'm really fortunate uh, to be covering UCLA athletics. I also cover uh, some Dayton area athletics as well. But uh, UCLA, I've been with uh, on and off since 2017. Um, sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was a Zoom call, uh, just like we're doing now with uh, Mick Cronin. And uh, it was a preview of uh, the previous game against uh, Seattle. And I just, I knew the shootout was coming. I knew he had strong feelings at one point about uh, both schools and just simply asked him who he'd be rooting for. And, uh, you know, he said Xavier. So I tweeted it. I did my job. Very you well. did a beautiful job at it. Like, um, it really got, it really came in a very timely. So you as a journalist yourself, uh, you just knew when to ask the right questions. And that really got the emotions rising for this intense rivalry. And I really believe I've never seen UC fans this pissed at a former coach. You know, I, they definitely have every right to be upset, but uh, a lot of the uh, anger and frustration seem to be taken out uh, upon me and on uh, Xavier fans. And, you know, I, I don't think that's right, but so you, be you it. You got to point your fingers in the right direction. Like, but I honestly believe that some of those fans over there, they don't really know how to use their brain. So they like to shoot the messenger because they're not exactly the brightest. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Not everyone has a UMass education. That's true. And thank God. (laughs) Thank thank God for the minute, men. Marcus, it's it's one hell of a story uh, for you. And and I just have a question. I hope this isn't too personal here. I'm looking at your profile picture here, Marcus. Um, Would you mind telling us a little bit about your ethnic background, if you could? The people are asking. Yeah, so uh, I'm from uh, from Massachusetts. That's Thank the, you, that's Marcus. A Massachusetts accent. Yep. Thank you, Marcus. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, Marcus, your thoughts. Um, do you have a, a fandom per se on either side here in the shootout, or are you just a neutral bystander? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty neutral. You know, I just root uh, for good journalism. Marcus, that, that's fantastic, and, and I, love that, I love that you're just a, uh, really a verbal surgeon, uh, just getting words and getting scoops like left and right here. Marcus, I'm trying to follow your path here. Um, I think it's very interesting, you know, from UMass to jail to Dayton to, to UCLA. Uh, would you mind speaking on your path and uh, how, how Marcus traveled down there, how you got the ends that you did? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately a lot of it uh, I probably shouldn't discuss because I did some uh, – unscrupulous things to get some of these uh ends so to speak sure um that are uh grave sins um but uh, yeah yeah, but uh you know sometimes it's uh it's not what you know it's who you know and who you blow thank you marcus uh yeah i mean uh, you know we all different philosophies marcus bomb (laughs) i'm not gonna not gonna tell them how to live their life you know teach their own wow uh andy (laughs) I mean, 
So I, I really appreciate the Andy, fact. Do that, you agree with that statement, Andy? I mean, from lack of experience, yes. Um, okay. But you're more of a who you plow with the dump truck thing. I, I'm a big plower. That that is that was my nickname in high school. Hardly know. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the whole uh, thing for everybody listening. The it's not the who you know, it's who you blow. How do you think these guys got me on this podcast? <laughs> MFW work. from the top row of MFW. Oh, now, from the it, top, all right. I think the thing that I respect about you the most, Marcus, is, is just your wide variety of topics. I mean, anywhere from Mick Cronin. I mean, you cover sports. You cover, uh, you know, pop culture. Bob the Tomato, you had a big in there. Um, talk, calling Santa, I, and I quote, a fat fuck. Um, how are you getting well, all these? Is. And, <laughs> I, I wouldn't argue with you there. I, I think maybe we, 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 I need to talk about Santa. Um, if you wouldn't mind sticking around for a jackass topic and that's just kind of shitting on Santa, if you'd like to, um, but to. what's your philosophy there as far as just covering a wide array of topics here? You know, uh, just trying to diversify my uh, portfolio. So um, as I mentioned, a, conv- a convicted felon uh, doesn't get too many opportunities. So, you know, maybe, we, you know, once uh, my current employer finds out that I'm a convicted felon, um, then I'll probably have to find somewhere else so I can work for, um, you know, a, a respected organization like uh, the New York Post or uh, TMZ or, uh, or, or uh, you know, yeah, yeah, anything like that. So ESPN Plus would be a big one. So something like that. American uh, Pest, Pest Service. Hi. How, how often do you, how often are you keeping a job? Like, let's say how long is your average uh, retainment rate at a, at a, at a certain uh, occupation? Uh, I'd say my average is uh, probably about two weeks. Uh, so <laughs> until the background check comes in. Yeah. Until yeah. the uh, background check comes in. So uh, right now it's college basketball and uh, two weeks from now, we'll see where we're at. Who's currently employing you? Don't mind me asking Marcus. Yeah, so uh, my current uh, employer is uh, WKTY TV. So that's who uh, that's who I'm working for uh, for these next couple of weeks till uh, till the background check uh, comes in. Got another one. Scanned so another let, one. Let me make this clear: your employer does not know you are a convicted felon. Correct. Uh, you know, no reason to uh, let them know that. It's uh, really none of their business. I don't think it is either. And I really hope that they have the integrity to, to give you a second chance, Marcus. I mean, you're really out here doing it for the people. And I would say you've done more good than bad. That's just my opinion. I, I would agree. And, uh, you know, second chances are great, uh, but I've learned from experience sixth, seventh, and eighth chances are even better. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's the sixth through ninth chances that are, are really that hot spot. It's very nice. Very, very much so. Marcus, uh, my last question, and I can't speak for Andy here, um, for all the kids out there that want to be the next Marcus Walters, um, can you help just kind of give some guidance and uh, some wisdom from all that you've, you've experienced in your, your uh, very, very notorious journey? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, there's uh, two key things to remember. Um, integrity, I would say, is the uh, first one. Um, and second, you know, just be truthful, be honest about things. You know, there's especially during this time with the pandemic and the past election, there was just so much stuff on the internet that was not true, not factual. And, you know, you'd get on Twitter, you'd see the things that said that this reports being 
argued by so-and-so and has not been found to be true, that's just, that's just horrible. It just leaves a, a bad taste in people's mouths for journalism in general. So, you know, report the truth. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for your service. Would you say that character counts? Oh, character counts big time. Big time. Uh, big big Bruce, Bruce Pearl guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy, any more questions for, uh, for Mark Walter? He's a busy man. I, I do appreciate um, you coming on with us. I, uh, so I understand you're busy. But my last question is, do you have any scoop on, uh, like, you know, Anthony Grant? You've you're, you're got the insight on Dayton. Where's, the, where's yes. his next stop next year? Yeah, so uh, Anthony Grant uh, has reportedly been uh, hoping to coach uh, Wichita State. Um, so, you know, a team, a team that's been to the Final Four uh, fairly recently, within the last decade. Um, so um, Wichita State's actually offered me a job. And uh, they know about the the felonies, so um, you know they clearly I clearly don't I care don't, about criminals. No, they encourage it. They encourage it. That they, they teach they teach misdemeanors as a, a major at WSU, and uh, so I'm likely going there. It's just uh, relocating the family is going to be the hard part. But are you a family man, Marcus? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What kind of family you got? Uh, an undocumented one. I don't know. You got family all over the place, huh? <laughs> Illegitimate oh, well, childs everywhere. You've been farming, spreading seed. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been spreading <laughs> seeds like uh, bear cats eating flowers. <laughs> that boy be busting nuts like a squirrel. Marcus, in any beats that you're looking forward to uh, to getting on here in the future, like who, who are you tracking? Who would you? Who's your dream cover right now? I would say right now. You know, that's a tough question. I'm pretty happy covering uh, UCLA. Um, The the University of uh, Cincinnati football would always be a a big, Mm -hmm. big, uh, big dream job of mine. You know, Uh, I'm starting to kind of, you know, try to find some ends there. And I definitely this uh, offseason will be tracking uh, the uh, Luke Fickle situation. So um, I'll keep everyone up to date on that. There are going to be some big jobs coming after Luke Fickle, like Coastal Carolina after their coach leaves from Michigan. Liberty's Uh, a big one. Massive. BYU might be looking for a new coach. Would you or would you not tickle Fickle for a nickel? I would uh, tickle Fickle's pickle for a nickel. With a little nickel? Oh, yeah. This is is crazy. I'm a minute man. man, Really appreciate you. Marcus, from a from an unbiased third party, who's taking the shootout? What's the score? I would say uh, Xavier's taking the shootout, and uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I'm thinking probably around uh, probably around ninety six to sixty nine. Nice. Marcus Bomb has dropped. Marcus Bomb. Marcus, we appreciate your service. It was absolute joy and an honor to partake in. Uh, what people are now calling Marcus 2020, MFW 2020. It's taken many names. You become a legend. Uh, thank you for all your service and everything you've done for us this weekend. Uh, we look forward to talking to you for Jackass Hour as we cancel Santa. Let's do it. We don't care about the crosstown stuff. It just it doesn't matter to us. Okay, it's the weekend. As promised, Jackassery season. Our boy Marcus stuck around, which is awesome, Andy. I mean, his time is so – I can't imagine – 
his DMs, his his notifications right now. He's got like he's got sixty different teams to cover, a couple of different prisoners to cover, but yet he's making time for the Roll Blob podcast. Super <laughs> grateful for this legend's time. I would love to go through his text and just see like, hey, I got a text from Bob the Tomato, I got a text from Mick Cronin. Like, I mean, it's just insane. All you know, all the things he does. So, Marcus, thanks for sticking with us, by the way. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, there's not a whole lot you can do on house arrest. So, <laughs> happy to be here. So I'm sure the pandemic is like kind of helped you out with your coverage because everybody's remote. Now you don't have to travel to cover people. You can just do it via Zoom calls. Oh yeah. It's helped immensely. Great time <laughs> to be through a the convicted felon. This is oh, probably I'm, good I'm on for top you. of the world. Me and Patrick Mahomes are the only two people to have a good year this year. <laughs> All Marcus the Walters stuff. is a known coronavirus pandemic um, stan. How many were against you Marcus if you don't mind me asking uh how many restraining orders mm-hmm. uh well over a hundred <laughs> I've only got seven you oh, wow. I've only got 6.9 not the brag so Marcus we appreciate you sticking around here um so guys this is a long time coming it's 2020 I can't believe Santa's still a thing um it, he's it's time to smoke out Santa do we agree, boys? Uh, so that's what we're going to do here on Jackass Hour. We are going to smoke out Santa Claus. Num- reason number one, dude's a fat piece of shit, per Marcus Walsh. I, I, understand, I understand the, the dad bod is in, but he's taking it to a different level. Like, that is just – that's just incur- encouraging obesity. There's dad bod, grandpa bod, great-grandpa bod. He's rocking great-great-grandpa bod. Too much. Too far, Too Santa. much. Marcus, Any- thoughts. And it was uh, a misquote. Uh, he's a fat fuck. Ah, per source. I apologize. Per source, fat fuck. Thank you very much for clearing that up for Damn me. Damn it. Now yes. I have to mark this as, as, as explicit. Fuck. PH or F? PH. Okay, of course. Oh, Thank damn. Class. Damn fatty. Class. So he's fat. So first of all, we're telling kids, yeah, it's cool to just eat 500 cookies in a night and drink everyone's milk and be a fucking creep and go down the chimney. Cool. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Let's just say obesity is cool to children. Let's just, let's just encourage eating junk food, food, like stealing people's milk. Like I, like I'm against taking milk from others, other people's mothers. <laughs> like directly or. <laughs> last time, uh, last time <laughs> I broke and entered into a house through a chimney and uh, demanded milk. I was locked up for five years. So. I don't see how some guy just can get away with it just because he has a, a gray beard and is fat. Thank, thank you, Marcus. Saying what everyone's thinking. Um, and, it's directly from the source, just like the milk products. Point number two. The dude sits there and watches people sleep and decides whether they're naughty enough. <laughs> now, that's you know, kinky. Now, I mean, we all have a naughty list, but why would the fuck would you have a nice list? Right. Like, we don't like nice here. What's the point? And he's like discouraging not, naughty. Not only does he know when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. He's always watching. Imagine what he sees when you act like you're sleeping. Wait, does, so does he see my wet dreams? Oh, he sees it. And he likes it. <laughs> That's what gets you on the nice list. See, the nice list is actually the naughty list. Oh, oh, like oh. nice. The, the naughtier nice you are, the Santa. Higher up on the nice list you go. 
Per source. Per source. <laughs> wow. I, did you spend time in the North Pole? Like, did you go from Dayton jail, North Pole? Or- I, I, was the, I was the Dayton Mall, uh, mall Santa for, for a decade. Oh. Until they found out your background? That's a big gig. That's where the background started. It was a 24-7 you- role play. And uh, ah. I broke into a lot of houses in uh, the Dayton area. In the Miami Valley, they call it. I heard you don't make Head Elf until about 490. Is that true? There's a reason it's called Head Elf. So he likes some experience. Yes. I'm willing to say per sources, yes. Okay. Per source, yes. Another reason Santa sucks. He just sits back there and whips these reindeer while they fucking use their magic and fly his fat ass around all the fucking time. You think he could at least lose some goddamn weight if they're going to fly your ass around? All, all goddamn night doing all the work without the reindeer santa would be nothing that fat fuck would be stuck in the <laughs> north pole all year long you never hear people talk about about prancer and dancer and comet and blitzen or the other four they're the most essential the other four pieces of the operation <laughs> no question Can you name about the other that. four yeah, he'll have to check his notes he'll have to check his notes yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. You can't, they may you can't have been replaced. I, well, I think some of them are furloughed right now with just, uh, everything going on. So Really? That's, now, that's not been confirmed. That's just uh, just kind of it's a rumor. rumor okay. I have it's not confirmed, mill. but I will work on it. I, I appreciate that. If you could do some digging for us, um, we, we would love to help you break that story. Uh, that, that's just fantastic stuff. Okay, and then Santa takes all the freaking credit. Like, yeah, all like, the they never talk about how, you know, Common and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen always, they make, their, make it through the whole world in one night. It's always Santa does it all in one Not night. Not to mention, he uses some, some fucking reindeer's fucking lighted up nose. You can't bring a goddamn flashlight, you piece of shit. You can't put some goddamn headlights on the yeah. fucking sleigh. It what is 2020. It doesn't have headlights. What an asshole. What it's animal this? abuse. Times eight <laughs> or nine if Rudolph's included. Is Rudolph not? Well, why would Rudolph not be included? <laughs> yeah, is, is he, he's not included because he doesn't they, have a, a black nose. He's all red nose. They didn't let him play the reindeer games, Andy. Exactly. You tell me. They Jesus never God. let poor Rudolph play any of the reindeer games. Have you ever like been to the football. reindeer games, Marcus? You know, I covered. Uh, I covered the reindeer <laughs> games once. What um, kind of events it, are they? Are they running over there? It's very similar to the Kentucky Derby, um, except it's reindeer. And uh, they fly, and uh, whichever whichever reindeer's the fastest is the one that leads the sleigh on Christmas. You have to get time. some. You have to get some footage one of these years, Marcus. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. I can definitely work on it. Another, now, do they allow you to stream those? Uh, you know, the uh, streaming of the reindeer games uh, was not allowed. Uh, they said that uh, you know it could leak to uh, outside sources and. It could be uh, an unfair advantage for some, but uh, yeah, no streaming for free the reindeer stream. games. Yeah, free the stream, definitely. Free the stream. Now, let's say like there's like a, a reindeer maybe that comes from like the South Pole, you know what I mean, up to the reindeer yeah. games uh, yeah. on one-year term. Uh, do they make them wait? And, and if so, would they maybe grant a waiver to let them participate in the reindeer games? Or uh, Once they cross the equator, they are immediately eligible. And, uh, you know, if if – they made them ineligible. I think they would end up on the uh, the naughty list. That's not good. It's bad. No, it's not. No, it's not. With Andy. 
Her source. I'm a proud member of the naughty list. (laughs) Back that thing up, Andy. Uh, Marcus, um, I I may be wrong, but I did a little research on you. Um, I heard that uh, covering the reindeer games was like a launching point in your career. Can you speak to why? It it really was. You know, uh, the reindeer games, a huge event at the North Pole. Uh, It's, you know, Right there with Christmas. Okay, it it really is. Yeah, it's uh, it's huge. So the reindeer games, obviously, anyone that's anybody's there, and a huge launching point for me. You know, I'm a a young journalist trying to cover the reindeer games, and uh, I meet an elf, very angry elf, Um, and we start talking, and uh, you know, I tell him what I do, and you know, my long term vision and stuff like that, and. uh, you know, I, I bend down and shake his hand. And next thing you know, I'm interviewing him about the Crosstown shootout. Uh, he's talking about Mick Cronin. Uh, he went from an elf to uh, the head coach of the UCLA Bruins. So um, everything kind of comes full circle. So step one, you know him. Step two, you exactly. I thought exactly. you were going somewhere else when you said when you said bend down and shake his hand. I thought you were going somewhere else, but I appreciate you keeping it classy. Um, yeah nothing else it, to expect it, it's because he's uh a little uh vertically challenged <laughs> happens to the best of us i'm horizontally challenged so it's all good when uh, i lay down i'm, I'm vertically challenged, challenged. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> any other gripes with santa i mean other than like the obvious ones he's a fat fuck and no one even knows what the fuck his name is and he takes all the credit you know i think uh it's been pretty evident just by talking to me but I consider myself to be a man of faith and uh sure and the biggest thing is that okay, I'm surprised you haven't thanked God yet for being on this podcast <laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you that's that's you know I don't like to bring religion into into my work but <laughs> okay. but uh After I consider myself faith, okay. to be a, a a man of faith and I don't know if I'll put this headset on again but <laughs> but Santa Claus has replaced Jesus, Jesus Christ, as the icon of Christmas. When, it, when will Christmas stop being about Santa and be more about Jesus? It's not Santa's birthday. Santa doesn't even have a birthday. He's a fat fuck. Jesus. It's Jesus' birthday. Is it called Santa-miss? No. It's called Christmas. Jesus-miss. Moss. Christ, for the love of Pete. Marcus fucking Walters dropping bombs telling people what they need to fucking hear. I love it, Marcus. Sorry for getting hyped there, Marcus. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> so, Marcus, uh, anyone out there that you would like to either know or blow here in the near future? In the near future, uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> Hashtag blow Biden. I would, I'd love to cover uh, just Joe Biden and the <laughs> inauguration. Cover and, literally or, or figuratively? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay, fair enough. I was going to tweet that, but I don't think I can. <laughs> Why not, Andy? Like, with all the stuff that you tweet, like, you can't tweet that. Uh, you know what? All right, I should be able to tweet blow Biden. <laughs> yes, you should. Uh, it sh- hopefully it goes more viral than Marcus Walters' tweet about Mick Cronin. <laughs> I wonder if we can get Xavier basketball. Is Xavier basketball a cat burner now? Or? I, th- I oh, think yeah. it has to be. <laughs> I think without question. They're in the you court. saw the flow chart. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Marcus, man, we really appreciate you coming on. We really appreciate you waking up the sheeple with Santa Claus. I'm sick of it. Um, 
we're over Santa. We're over it. It's 2020. Let's wake up and uh, put Jesus in the sleigh. I'm going to say it. Exactly. Slay Jesus. Slay. That is uh, a bold strategy, Andy. <laughs> um, I think that already happened. But, uh, <laughs> but okay. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible. Uh, <laughs> but okay. Uh, with that, I say we put a, you know, we wrap this thing up. Uh, oh, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's that's a Merry Christmas here. to all and to all a good night. <laughs>